1: I I love that song And I love that question Uh, Hoping we can make it better Do you really think We can A big question For everybody Especially in the world right now With uh, everything So upside down In uh, uh, With a pandemic going on And uh, with the uh, The whole country Divided, probably never divided more than uh, in the civil, all the way back to the Civil War. All kinds of stuff going on, and the the racial divide on top of all that. It's an interesting time, and uh, we uh, it's an exciting time, I must say, uh, to be a Christian, and it's exciting time to know the Lord, and uh, and to know we have hope beyond this life beyond what is just going on right here. And uh, that is good because um, we, uh, we just have no clue uh, where, where everything is headed right now. Um, You know, it's like, everybody is, everybody seems to say in their own generation that uh, the Lord's coming back in their lifetime. And, and that's, that's what we should say, because I believe we should believe that and live that way. Uh, but um, I, in my lifetime of 70-plus years, uh, I've never seemed closer to the end uh, than we are now. So uh, it's an interesting time, certainly, to be alive and a great time for the gospel of Jesus Christ to go forth uh to love people unconditionally to uh, uh and to bring them into the kingdom uh we call it the gospel of welcome grace turned outward we don't ask a lot of questions we just welcome people in and uh and we go from there that's that's the way uh that's the way it works here at the catch so um And very excited that we are uh, in the process of of becoming officially a church, an online church. And we believe we can pull this off. And uh, the only thing we're waiting for now is uh, an OK from the IRS to be official. But uh, we'll find that out in probably the next few months. But uh, meanwhile, Exploring all the avenues of what it means to be a church, and that really brings us to our guest tonight, because uh, we want to talk about an aspect of his life that uh, needs to be, we are convinced, I am convinced for sure, needs to be a part of our church if we are truly going to be a church. Because uh, and it's something that isn't normally thought of in terms of most evangelical churches, and uh, it's it's a shame that it isn't. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that in a few minutes. Uh, I I'm talking way too much. Um, I want to get our guest going. He's an a, a an amazing amazing guy. We 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 could talk about so many things today. Uh, we could. We could talk about uh, his, his uh, growing up and, and, and being bullied as a child. Um, we can talk about a, a, a sexual abuse um, at the hands of a, of a bully eighth grader. We could talk uh, about um, his addictions and medicating himself. We could talk uh, uh, about, um, you know, getting into drugs and alcohol. We could talk about his conversion. And we could talk uh, about then his ministry that included uh, a Christian newspaper in Indianapolis that he owned and operated. Um, we could talk about publishing, uh, his, being a director of an international um, Uh, Mission organization, director of communications, Uh, we could talk about um, how he has equipped pastors and church leaders to minister effectively to the sexually broken and a ministry to prisoners, all that stuff. And we probably will get into some of that as we go. But what we really want to talk about, as I bring him on, he's been real quiet because I haven't even had his microphone on. Okay, there he is. (laughs) And uh, uh, what we really want to talk about with our guest, whose name I should probably tell you is Greg, Greg Wallace. Uh, What we really want to talk about, Greg, is something that you told me hangs over your computer uh, that you are really proud of. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Well, I've got a couple of cartoons up there, but I'll let
1: you. I'll let you go ahead. Something, something like a coin, I believe. Yes, uh, I
0: have. Tell I have me about a, that. a to- I, I have a token. Yes. I have a 10-year t- a token that I received in March. Actually, it was on March 28th. I have a 10-year token of sobriety. Um, I, I have been sober for 10 years now, which was um, not the goal when I began going to Alcoholics Anonymous. When I began going to AA, my goal was to be sober for the next hour. mm and uh, then after I made it through the hour, uh, and the next hour, and the next hour, my goal was for the day. And then the next, but I took it a day at a time. And ten years later, I still take it a day at a time. And wow. that seems that seems to work very well for me. Wow. So I'm very pleased to have that token. And very humbled.
1: Yeah, Greg. <clears throat> We talk about this. You talk about 10 years sober. And I'm looking back on your past, Greg, and um, <clears throat> you've been a Christian. You've run a Christian newspaper. All this stuff I've already mentioned. Uh, you've counseled. You've ministered. Do you mean to tell me that through all that, you were struggling with your own addictions?
0: Oh, I'm shocked, aren't you? I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, one of the big problems in the church at large is we don't know how to help people who are truly, truly broken. Because to me, in my own world, we value the image of health more than health itself. So it's really more about the image of being a Christian and then then what it really means to walk that out and I got tired of simply having the image and knowing what I was really like on the inside wow and that's why I wound up going to AA because, I didn't, did you... because it was no longer a part of it was no longer about the image
1: yeah yeah how how did you reconcile your your ministry with with what you knew was going on in in inside you? and uh well, that must have been pretty conflicting, I would think.
0: Well, uh I wasn't in an alcohol related ministry. So I could, as long as I was, as long as it was into equipping church leaders to deal effectively with these other issues, then I didn't have a problem. Because mm. I, I could separate all that out. And we do that, don't we? Yeah, we do. You know? Mm. I I Well, I have this problem over in this other area, but that doesn't affect anything else in my life. Huh. And I know you've never done that. So, you know, it's it's just a matter of, of how we walk that out. You know, so for me, um, I began to realize when I was in ministry to church leadership, I began to realize how broken leadership was. And the church is never healthier than its own leadership. And so for me, it became more about where do I go? How, 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 how do I begin to really seek out health if the church isn't healthy and, and they don't desire to heal people? They simply want to change their behavior so that they don't look as bad. Oh.
1: Then,
0: then, then what do I do? Well, I leave the church, and that's what I did. I left the church. I'm still a very strong believer. I'm a stronger believer than I've ever been, but I'm no longer a part of the. I'm no longer a part of the church in that in that sense in in that
1: sense of the word. Why do you think it's like that? Why Why do you think the church is uh, is not a place where you can be broken, where you can, isn't that what, isn't, isn't yeah. that what grace is all about? Well,
0: on, on one hand, I could be really shallow and say, well, by golly, we're Americans and we tend to kind of go for the quick and the, you know, um, it is about image. Um, and, you know, if you can't pull it off for an hour on Sunday, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> um, you know, it's not a whole lot more complicated than that. Um, so I think we just tend to um, pull it together on Sunday morning and leave it at that. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot for people to come forward and say, "I've really." God a problem I need to deal with and mm-hmm. too often too often the response of the church is you need to read your Bible more you need to pray more um, and of course every pastor wants to know are are you tithing um, there's, there's always something <laughs> there's always an issue there's always something that, that the person who is really struggling there's something they should be doing Ooh mm. Rather than simply humbling themselves before God uh, and letting and letting God begin to heal them. Well, wow. you know, too often we forget that that we need to give God permission to work in our lives. It's not about our behavior. It's about simply God, giving God permission. And agreeing with him, yeah, this is what I want. I I can't live like this anymore. I don't want to. I choose not to. Mm -hmm. And and yielding to him. We can't have it both ways. Yeah. And that's a big part of the healing right there.
1: You worked... um... Leadership you've mentioned a couple times already, just uh, Mm -hmm. in our conversation now. Um, What is it about Christian leadership uh, that actually uh, makes leaders distant from people rather than rather than able to really help?
0: I think because too often church leadership is more of a business than a relationship. I Mm -hmm. think if, um, well, because churches are financially driven and pastors are all, and church leaders are salaried, you know, they're, they're paid Mm -hmm. people. So it's a business and they're very Um, growth-oriented. Joy and I used to belong... Joy and I belonged to a church of about 120, and we moved into a new building. Uh, This is in here in, in the Indianapolis area, and we had about 120 people. The church was a... It had been an old store, and we completely... We bought the building and completely remodeled it. I mean, it was just beautiful. I mean, we did a very good job, um, and it would hold a total of three hundred people. So we really had some growth in mind. Well, the very first Sunday, the very and the pastor and I were—he was a young guy and he and I were pretty good friends. The very first Sunday, he and I were walking in the front door, and he turned to me and he said, our next church will hold 3,000. And I, I just looked at him and I I said, I, I don't even know if we'll get to 300 with this one. But he was already there. Hmm. And um, it turned out later he had been having an affair with a woman in the church for two and a half years. So oh, that, dear. that didn't work. We, we didn't get to three, we didn't get to 3,000.
1: You didn't fact, get to 3,000. Did you get to you 300?
0: <laughs> uh, no, we didn't, we didn't even get to 150. Wow. Um, and uh, the church is now a dollar general store, you know, it's, oh. it's uh, it, oh yeah, <laughs> it shut down a long time ago, but, but, that was the last church Joy and I went to. We, when that happened, uh, we just said, we're done with church. And the AA that we started going to was just like two blocks away. And we're like, how convenient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so consequently, I, on the way to AA, we drive by that building, you know, every time we go to AA. And I look at that and I, I can't help but you know I can I can't help but look at that building and just kind of replay part of that. Just going he, his plan that pastor's plan right from the get go mm-hmm. was was three thousand numbers. It it was yeah. all about the numbers. Mm. And for too many of them they're that that's where they are you know yeah that that um. There was a church that Joy and I went to that had uh, 600 people when we started, and they had about uh, 6,000 when we left five years later. Hmm. And we're just like, this is not who we are, you know? Hmm. This is not who we are.
1: So tell me then how you ended up at AA. How did that
0: come about? I found that I could not just socially drink. Even with other believers, I Mm -hmm. could not just socially drink. I tended to binge. Mm -hmm. And Joy and I I traveled a lot um, because um, we could afford to. God has really blessed us. And we have a very good life and we just got to travel a lot and mm-hmm. got to go on vacation all over the world and we um, we just um, so I, I could never just have a glass of wine mm. mm-hmm. and um, I always found myself um drinking instead of a glass I would have a bottle mhm and it took you know i i would i would tell my wife joy i would i would tell her um, i'm going to sober up I think I'm done with this. But that was just talk. Um, And growing up in an alcoholic family, I saw what it did to my father. I saw what it did to my mother. Um, And I would have thought that would have been enough. And even though my father quit when he was 65, and he did he he died when he was ninety three. So he had a good long period of sobriety. He had a very rough life of, you know as long as I ever knew him. And uh I I saw that ahead for me. And yet it was I just didn't have a reason for quitting. Hmm. And and then um I decided if I don't do something, how am I going to how am I just going to live in front of people? I I just became aware that I was I was saying one thing and doing another. Saying mm-hmm. one thing and doing another. And I had to decide for myself. I had to make a choice. There was nobody that could come to me and say, you know, Greg, you've got a problem. I was the one that had to decide if I had a problem. Even, you know, nobody else could do that for me. And, um... Joy and I both decided at the same time to quit because she and I both had a problem. She started going to AA, and I thought I don't need to do that because I'm not going to drink anymore. I just, won't, you know, I just don't need to go to AA. And that lasted about three weeks, and then I thought, you know, uh, I don't think I can just sit here and pretend like I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. So I started going to an AA meeting. Uh, I didn't go to the one Joy went to; that would be too social, you know. I went to one at a mortuary called the "Live Free or Die" meeting, <laughs> and wow. it, it met at a mortuary. Huh. And there were all these people just like me. Hmm. And I was amazed. I I thought it'd be all I I thought it'd just be all these old drunk guys. Yeah. And instead there were all these executives and business people and young kids and <laughs> yeah. I mean the whole rainbow. And I felt right at home. Well wow. and um I had to decide I was going to do that. I had to get a sponsor. I had to get a grown-up. You know, <laughs> I had to get somebody to walk with me through that and take me through the 12 steps. And I had, there were a couple of steps that I had to go through and, and write stuff out and talk through things with him and make sure that I was really free and clear of, a lot of luggage I've been carrying around with me. Mm -hmm. And once I did that, it didn't mean I was never going to have another problem. It just just meant that, oh, anytime I do have a problem, this is how I walk through that so that I don't just automatically go to a bottle. This Mm -hmm. This is how I equip myself. And I had some tools to work with. Mm. And I had never had that before. Mm. And that's what AA is all about. We simply equip people. If they choose not to drink, we help them not to drink. Mm. But that's, that's all we're there for. Mm. Really, that's it. We're not there to convert people. We're not there to oh, show them a whole new way of living. We're just there to help them not drink. That's Hmm. all AA is about. You don't want to drink? Good. I'll help you not do that. If Hmm. that's your choice. And it makes all the difference in the world for people that don't have any tools to work with.
1: Hmm.
0: And um, I've met some incredible people that just walked in off the street and... Just didn't know what to do. I uh, I got so uh, I got I got so comfortable with where I was in my own recovery that I started volunteering at the club where, where I was going uh, every week. I started volunteering behind the counter to pour coffee and and sell cokes and all that stuff. I loved it. And I just started doing that again this week. And uh, anyway, uh, a couple of people would have come in and just they just needed a cup of coffee and they just needed some shelter. And they would sit down and I would i would be the only one in the building at the time because it was the middle of the afternoon and there was nobody around and we didn't have a meeting for another hour and a half. And I would just sit down with him and say, here's your coffee. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how I can help. Maybe I, maybe I can, maybe I can't, but I'll bet I can't. And um, the, uh, I have a friend that lives right here in the small town that I'm in, and he gives me a ride to the club and gives me a ride home because he's going to meetings all the time. And he just got his five-year token. And I first met him when he walked in off the street one day. Mm. Drunk. Drunk. And I gave him a cup of coffee and sat down with him for a couple hours. And just said, tell me your story and I'll tell you mine. Mm. And, that's how, and that's how we started. Wow.
1: Wow. And that's day so so what's the key why Why does it work?
0: It doesn't work for everybody. It works for people who want it to work, and it works because there is a different way of living your life other than using alcohol to medicate yourself and It's not about simply not drinking it's about working to overcome the problems that are underneath why you're drinking
1: mm.
0: you know I, I didn't drink because it was fun to drink you know I drank because I was um, afraid of people I, I was afraid of men who had a lot of power I was afraid of men who were um, very good looking who were um, I felt who were intimidating. Hmm. I felt they were manipulating me. Um, and it was very difficult for me to be in positions where uh, I felt I was being uh, abused again, not physically, emotionally. Hmm. And so I would drink to overcome that. Well, if I didn't deal with that underlying issue, you know, the things that drove my drinking, I'd always have a drinking problem. Hmm. So once I began to work on that, and see, that had nothing to do with alcohol. If I hadn't dealt with that, Hmm. even if I'd done away with the alcohol, I'd go back to drugs. Or, I mean, I used to be addicted to drugs. I used to be addicted to sex. I used to be addicted to pride. I used to be addicted to power. Um, I used to be addicted to money. I've always found an addiction because I was because I never dealt with the things that drove my addiction until I realized what they were. Mm. And I'm like everybody else. I really am. I know you don't believe that, but I am. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> You know, unlike everybody else, we all are. We have things that drive our addictions. Yeah. And until we deal with them, we're always going to find another way to act out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is there any way, Greg, that church could be more like AA?
0: Oh, I wish. And see, I I think that's where the church really struggles because they don't understand the underlying issue issue. You know, they they don't go that deep. Hmm. They just want to change behavior. They want to change. They don't want you to drink. Stop the drinking. Okay, you're fine. You're no longer drinking. Mission accomplished. And that's as far as they go. Hmm. You yeah. know oh, good, you're not drinking. Here, have a cigarette. You know? It, it, it's kind of on that level. You know? And and the thing is, it's like, well, it's okay if you drink. Good grief. Look how many people in the church drink. Just don't drink as much. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and And when it comes to the whole issue of addiction, they'll look at alcohol and just say, oh, yeah, alcohol is really bad. But then, boy, you think um, you think we have too many fat people in the church? Hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't notice it out there in California, but I'm telling you, obesity is a huge problem back here in hmm. Indiana. mm mm-hmm. It's huge. It's overwhelming. Hmm. Troy I mean, yeah. and I are both really skinny because that's just how we live our lives. We're both very, very active and we, we go to the gym, we have a gym, I ride my bike, um I mean there's just tons of stuff we do. But I'm six foot four and I weigh one eighty five. I'm a healthy guy. Mm-hmm. Um but but people are But the thing is, the church doesn't have a problem with obesity. Because, well, that's not really a sin. But alcohol is because, good grief, we've made it one. Yeah. Because you can attach other things to it. Go ahead. uh, It's just a matter of if we could get underneath why people drink. That, that's the key to it right there. I know that's what you asked, and I'm just saying if we could get underneath it, then we could get underneath why people do a lot of stuff. But we've got to go deep. hmm That's I tough- I don't know if it's I don't know if church is willing to do that or if they're even able to. Yeah. Yeah. Too often we just want to say, Well you just need Jesus. Whatever. You know? Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I love. Get, you know me. I love. I love Jesus. He saved my life. Mm-hmm. I have eternal life now because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but I just I can't.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Go what ahead. I'm hearing you say. What I'm hearing you say is that uh, in in a, in a way, AA is more like church than church is. Um, If truly it is a means of being honest with yourself and facing um, not only that, not only being honest with yourself, but getting help and walking alongside others and um, realizing that you can't do it on your own and and that there isn't any huge hierarchy, you know, like
0: oh, that's, the path that's is a big
1: all together and the rest of us are just struggling along here, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Boy. Very well put, on, because it can't be about, well, there, there must be somebody in some place of authority that has the power to say, you'll, you'll be healed, you know, if you do the right thing. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For me, it was just, I got to humble myself. Yeah.
1: My heart is broken. I got to humble myself here. It seems like, um, what's missing is, uh, what you said at the very beginning, um, how much brokenness there is in, in the church. Um, and, uh, the way to we need to somehow be willing to face that 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 it's okay and, and that we're all broken and uh, somehow you know, it, it's a whole, isn't it, it just sounds like a whole different model, isn't it?
0: It's a completely different model than what the church has to offer today
1: yeah in, in
0: in my life experience that 's what I have learned, and that that 's my experience so i i don 't want such a general statement that I can mm-hmm. give the church at large because right. nice. i'm sure i'm sure they are making an effort out there i'm sure of that
1: yeah. and and there are places there are definitely places Absolutely. where where you can be real and mm-hmm. where the leadership is is uh is being real. Um, yeah. Uh but
0: I just don't know where they are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they are they're few and far between. Yeah. And uh they don't tend to be the the churches with all the numbers. No, between they're not. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're
0: they're their fellowships. They're their families, you know. There, where there's a level of intimacy that you don't find in a church of even 150 or 180 or or 250, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it would take. Hmm. You know, um, I've I've been out of it for too long, and I know yeah. that when I go into my I I know that my AA group. Functions on a completely different level because we just don't have any secrets in here, you know mhm, there's no point mm-hmm. in it we all know why we're in there, yeah yeah, yeah. and what, one of the things we do is if we have a routine that we go through and so one of the we have we have this one period where we go, okay, does anybody need to start over token? And if anybody does, they they raise their hand and say, "Here's what happened. Hmm. I was out last night, and you know." And then it's, "Does anybody need a a one month token? Anybody? Did anybody earn a one month token? Has it been thirty days? How about sixty days? Hmm. Ninety days? You know." One year? Multiples of years? And you know, Mm. when, 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 you know, my 90 day token meant more to me than anything else because when I got my 90 day token, it was like, if I could do 90 days, I got this because I wouldn't have dreamed, I wouldn't have dreamed I could, could do 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then when I got my 10-year token, it was like, I'm I'm going to keep this one because these are yeah. different. All the others are these little brass tokens. that, that They're nice, but they're these little brass things, the 10-year mm-hmm. token. This, this is going up on the wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. well. But the thing is, we let people know if you've got a problem, if you had a bad night last night, you need a start-over token. Raise mm-hmm. your hand. Mm-hmm. Start over and token. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a silver token, and it's got some printing on the back and and an image on mm-hmm. the front. And but it's just a start over token. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's so you a reason could,
1: for it. You you could have ten years under your belt, and then suddenly, you need to start I over could, token.
0: And suddenly you need to start. I listen. Um, we have joy and I have a uh, there's a couple that that we're really good friends with and he was sober for fifteen years and he went out for three and came back in and um he's been sober for, no he went out he went out for one year and he came back in he's been back in for three years now but he had been out he had been he had been clean and sober for fifteen years went out for a year, came back in, and he's been in now and clean and sober for three years. Okay. It, it happened. Yeah. yeah. And he had to start over. I mm-hmm. was there when he got his start over token. Mm-hmm.
1: That's humbling. It's got to be humbling. Yeah, But the point oh, is, yeah. he's, he's got support. He's got people around him. And, oh, uh, we, we, we,
0: we, we love them both. We love and, them and, both.
1: And, and and you're loved, you're you're loved right there where you are. I mean, you you don't have to try and fulfill Mm-mm. some image in Ori Mm-mm. in order to be loved.
0: Mm-mm. Not at all. And when he went out, we we prayed for him every day, every day, just that. That he would make the right choice, not that God would punish him or mm-hmm. do something to shake up his world or anything like that, but just that he
1: would yeah. make the right choice. Uh, boy, we just—I anyway. just, feel like we just scratched the surface, and we're running out of time. But um, when it, uh, we can go over a little bit here, I, I'm—I'm I'm thinking about the guys that. You know the guys that formed AA. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. they were yeah. And and they very were very smart about leaving um, uh, God and Jesus out of the equation.
0: So they get more they, people. They made yeah. They mm-hmm. made them. They they had what they simply called a higher power. And higher at the power. beginning, it, it was a higher power, but eventually the doctor said, we know it's God. We've got to, we, we at least have to mention God because we know that, that we know God is our higher power.
1: Yeah. And so
0: they, so they made that change Mm -hmm. because when you first start, I mean, if, your, uh you know, we joke about it, well, your kitchen table could be your higher power. I you know, I mean, it's just the thought of it, you know, but we joke about it, but when it comes right down to it, your higher power is God, and we're right up front about that.. Mm-hmm. and um we we're real comfortable if if people aren't into Jesus, I'm, we're not going to push it. Because yeah. it's not about that. It's not about that. Because we feel like like Jesus is working them, you know. Because if if they're open to God, then then they've given they've given God permission to do all kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so the pressure is off of us,
1: you know. <laughs>
0: and there's and uh, there's just all kinds of stuff, all kinds of materials that are available to them. Yeah. And anytime we get up and give our lead, you know, we make it really clear. You know, hey I'm a believer and this is why I'm sober. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, oh and... good. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, you get a chance for that. Is there is Oh there... yeah any
0: anytime I I've, I've been invited to give my lead at other other AA uh, meeting places, and yeah. I'm very upfront. I'm very upfront. Uh, I went to a a, a women's home uh, here in Indianapolis not too long ago, and gave my lead, and I, I was very upfront about the fact that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I have a saving relationship with Him, and that's why I'm sober today because I have a saving relationship, and I have a, a daily relationship with him where I just talk with him all the time. And so anytime I'm uh, I, anytime I feel stress or pressure, I don't sit there and recite paragraphs out of the book. I pray. You know? Yeah. I'm, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't fall back on the book because I don't use the book the way I use the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know the book mm-hmm. got me sober the book got me sober, and then I put it aside because i've because I've been sober for ten years i don't i don't i don't you know that's where I am on that I'm mm-hmm. sober I'm living a sober life and I'm working the steps every day as much as I can the best i can, but I'm a believer first and foremost I'm a sober believer. Well. And um, I'm, like, like when I, when I get up and give my lead, I always say, I am a Christian who used to be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the way it's always been. I'm, I'm a Christian first. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm a Christian alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic who's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian in
1: recovery. Great. You well, know. Greg, our time's time just about up. I want to ask you one really big question here. Um, sure. Because we're, you know, we're trying, we're in the process of forming a church. Are, is there something you can think of that would help uh, like if if you were able to do a church the way it really should be, um, and you had all co- kinds of freedom to set that up, you know, what what are so what what are some things you've learned from AA you could incorporate into that? Is there is there something? Well, that's a big question, and uh, you could probably well, talk. Would, about that, maybe
0: t- yeah, but but on my way out the door, I would just say this this is where you come if you're wounded Hmm. that's all this is where you come if you're wounded okay you know this is not this is not this is not for the healthy this is for the wounded the healthy can take care of
1: themselves yeah well which is actually that's that's what Jesus said quite a few times
0: Yeah, go figure.
1: Came for the sick, and uh, yeah, he did not even come for the righteous. No. And 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 when you and when you really take a hard look at that, you realize that Jesus must kind of have his tongue in his cheek when he says that, because (laughs) a little. He's not saying that those guys are righteous. What he's really saying is that they think they are. Yeah. And yeah, and so he's he's speaking their language not not his at that point <laughs> yeah that's, yeah I don't know, that's the way I look at it because we are yeah, all like absolutely. Said, that's beautiful, we're all wounded we're absolutely all wounded.
0: and and I will be until i until I stand before him yeah i am mm-hmm. I'm always going to be on a healing journey, yeah, cool. I'm okay with that.
1: Greg, that's fantastic. That's a good that's a good piece of advice and a good wrap up and uh we will try and keep that part of our focus for sure. So, well, uh it was good
0: to be with you, John.
1: Yeah, really good. Really good to be with you too and uh I hope uh we we'll, we hope this isn't the end. Um we'll have you on some more. There's lots to talk about and uh well. We'll just That'd be fun Keep on fellowshipping here This is fantastic So Greg love that. Greg thank you so much
0: My pleasure uh, You take care of
1: yourself Okay Alright God thank bless you, you. Well, There you go folks Love you too Alright Here we go We're talking about Green Moons the blue we're going to all be able to be together and get better. And feel better. There you go. All right. God bless. And uh,
0: we're to see you next week. Have a good With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?